Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. This morning, the preaching will be different from the regular one. The Lord spoke to me that I need to preach this one this weekend. Before I preach this sermon, which is more like a teaching style, I would like to read this scripture so you understand why I'm teaching this one. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verses 10 to 14, he who descended is the very one who ascended, talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip His people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the wave and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in that deceitful scheming. So the reason I read this, I want you to understand my job as a pastor and teacher. I'm not here to entertain you. I'm here to, number one, train you, equip you to serve the Lord. Number two, I'm here to help you to grow to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ, not be infant or baby anymore. Number three, my job is to help you to know your God. The knowledge of Christ doesn't mean hate knowledge. It means your spirit, know Him, walk with Him. Today, I know God more than 15 years ago or even last year. We need to grow in these three areas. Number one, grow in the ministry, how to serve God. Two, grow in knowing God. And three, growing in character to become more like Jesus Christ. And that is my calling as a pastor. So that's why this church really takes serious about helping you to grow. We are not playing around here. Amen. If I do that, I will disobey the Lord. Amen. So today we would like to talk about one of the important factors or commands of the Almighty God to help us to grow, help us to really learn how to serve Him in the ministry and also to know Him more. Let me read from 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. I'm going to go very quickly because I have a lot of things to say. But if we walk in the light as He, God, is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin. We want to talk about fellowship. I taught this lesson about 30 years ago when I started the church, only few members. But now with the COVID-19, I can see clearly that the devil tried to destroy fellowship among brothers and sisters. People stop coming to church, people sit at home, do nothing at home, never meet anybody. And care group, hard to run the care group because of the COVID-19. But the Lord said clearly, we need to fellowship. And we're going to learn about fellowship this morning. And in order to fellowship, we need to, number one, walk in the light. If we walk in sin, we cannot fellowship with one another. It's going to be a chaos if everyone is sinning and doing wrong things. So the foundation of fellowship is that, number one, we get to know the Bible. When we get to know the truth of God, the truth of God is the light. He shines the light into us. Every time you listen to sermon, you receive more lights. And if you walk in the lights of what you know, you repent of your sin. Then you can fellowship with God and fellowship with one another. But why the Bible talk about his, the blood of Jesus, His Son, purified us from all sin. What does it mean? Light and the blood. 
I explain to you. We walk in the light means we know the Bible. Oh, by the way, somebody told me that it's hard to find sermon in our YouTube. So I have the idea that I'm going to come up with a new playlist called Sermon. And in that playlist, you click on it, the sermon of last Sunday or today is going to be in there, and I will delete it off and on. So any sermon I preach in another state or in the revival service is going to be in that one, but the sermon is going to be also in the playlist of other series as well. But that one just for the Sunday because the live stream will be cut off right after this service. That's what I plan to do so that you can hear the Word. You know the Word and you walk in the Word. You walk in the light. But the problem is that we don't know all the Word and we still are ignorant of so many truths in the Bible, including me. I'm still ignorant of a lot of things. I'm a human being. I'm not God. Because I am ignorant and miss something, the blood of Jesus Christ will cleanse me from all those sins that I don't know I'm sinning. You see my point here? Number one, we repent and walk in the light. Number two, we depend on the blood of Jesus Christ so that when we come together, we can fellowship. Fellowship demands the life in the light because otherwise the church is going to be in trouble. I, when I moved to America, there's one church in South area that husband and wife commit adultery to each other in the whole church. Eventually, the church collapsed. I don't remember the name of the church. It's so sad because they did not walk in the light. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 3, we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. So you can see verse 7 talk about fellowship. Verse 3 talk about fellowship. God wants us to fellowship. The word fellowship in the Greek language is koinonia. What does it mean, koinonia? Koinonia means to share life, to get to know each other and spend time and share life with each other. Many Christians misunderstand that they come to churches to go through ritual ceremony of one hour service. After that, boom, through the door and get home to watch football game. And they never know anybody in the church. They never know anybody. They don't talk to anybody. They never join the small group meetings because it's just about coming for rituals. But actually, God said that we need to have deep relationship with our God, fellowship in the vertical level. You notice the cross? I like the cross. Vertical fellowship and horizontal fellowship. To be a true Christian, we need to obey the commandments of the Lord. What is the commandment of the Lord? We love the Lord with all our heart. That is vertical. And that's why we join the body of Christ, the local church. We love the Lord, we join His body. And we love others. We love one another, the horizontal. So if you can obey these two, you're going to be healthy. You're going to be blessed. You're going to be prosperous because the Bible says in the Deuteronomy chapter 28, when you obey the voice of the Lord your God and His commandment, you shall be blessed. You shall be the head, not the tail. You shall be above, not beneath. You shall have victory in your life. You shall not be sick. God is going to heal you. The sickness of the Egyptian cannot be upon you. You see that love God, vertical fellowship and horizontal fellowship. So in the horizontal fellowship, come out of the vertical fellowship. People who love God more will love to fellowship with brother and sister. People who have weak relationship with God, no fellowship with God, would not care much about other people. The more you love God, the more you love brothers and sisters because the love of God pour into you. So we come to fellowship, spend time together, meet together, pray for one another, help one another. And the fellowship is a command of the Lord. Why He command that? Do you notice that every day you wake up in the morning, you brush your teeth. This morning I take a shower, I wash my hair, I brush my teeth, dental force, and I make sure last night I slept enough hours. I did not have much sleep last night, but I try to sleep enough. I try to walk and exercise. 
I make sure I don't eat too much carbohydrate, and I take vitamin. I take enough protein. I take care of my physical health because I don't want to be sick. I want to live a long life. I make sure when I lift something, I don't bend like this. I lift. I use my knee to lift things to protect my back. When I lift something in the airplane, I try to make sure I use my knee, not my back. I practice all these things to keep my physical health strong until I get to 120 years old. But in the same way, with our spiritual life, we need to be healthy, growing stronger. Every day, and one of the factors that God gives to us, one of the key to get strong spiritually, is to fellowship, fellowship with God and fellowship with brothers and sisters. If you miss one of them, you will be baby Christian forever. You will not learn how to serve. You will not learn how to grow. That's why our church has the care group, a small group meeting. The small group meeting is a time to have fellowship. I have been a Christian for 40 years. I've been a senior pastor of this church, and I still run mission, flying everywhere to preach the gospel. Thousands of people show up in Thailand, but I never give excuse not to go to care group. I still need to feed my spiritual life by going to a small group meeting and face to face meet each other. So that I can fellowship is so hard to fellowship in the internet. Hard to fellowship in the internet. Yes, for a period of time we need the internet because of the pandemic. But eventually, fellowship more than just internet. Fellowship is to meet one another. Why Paul kept going around, around, around to visit church, visit, 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 visit. Why I'm going around visit church, 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 church. church? Because I want to fellowship with the pastor and fellowship with people, I fly there to fellowship with them, meet them. I can have all the excuses. Oh, from now on, I can teach them online. Bye, bye, pastor. I'm not going to see you for ten more years. No, we need to fellowship. Amen. And we need to really meet each other and fellowship with one another. In order to fellowship with one another, the key is to walk in the light. When we walk in the light, it means that we examine ourselves every day. What sin I have done? I'm gonna repent of my sin. I'm gonna ask God for forgiveness and ask God to cleanse my sin away by the blood of Jesus Christ. Because if you don't do that, what happens? If you don't focus on yourself to build up to grow, you're gonna start to point finger and fight fault with other people, and the fellowship among Christians gonna be more like condemnation. Why you dress that way? Why you walk that way? No, when you examine yourself, you humble yourself, you repent of your sin, you will not judge other people. So the fellowship will be full of love, not judgmental spirit or critical spirit. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 59, verse 2, why we need to really repent, walk in the light, depend on the blood of Jesus. Isaiah 59, verse 2. But your iniquities, means sin and the consequence of sin, have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden His face from you, so that He will not hear. I determine to live a holy life, so that when I pray, God listen to me. When I pray for you, I have been praying for John, for healing. I have been praying for Steve for healing. I never forget you told me last Sunday. I pray that you will stop having pain. I pray, and the reason I need to live a holy life and repent of my sin because when I pray, I want God to answer me so that God can bless my members. Amen. We need to stop sinning. We need to do the right thing, and then we can fellowship with God, and God gonna listen to our prayer, and God will fellowship with us. But if we walk in sin, we talk to God, God. Uh, I don't hear. You are disobeying me. You are rebellious against me. How can I listen to you? So fellowshipping demands the life of repentance and repenting of our sin. We examine our life every day and confess our sin. We make sure we don't have wrong attitudes, 
wrong motive. And when we repent every day, we can get along with other brothers and sisters. Amen. Actually, on the care group night, Friday, two days ago, we have technical problem with the PowerPoint. And in my heart, I start to a little bit complain in my heart. Um, what is going on here? Why the PowerPoint had problem? Suddenly, God warned me. Uh, 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 uh. Don't judge the worship leader. Don't complain. <laughs> Your attitude is wrong. You should be thankful you are here. You should be thankful that the worship leader prepared a song. You should thank me. Thank him, not complaining. You see, we need to really examine our heart all the time in order to stop sinning. Now, in fellowship, usually fellowship happens in the local church. I'm talking about horizontal fellowship. Why? Horizontal fellowship happens in the local church because we have limited times and energy. And not only that, the Bible says in the book of Amos, chapter 3, verse 3, do two walk together unless they have agreed to do so. This scripture applies to marriage, applies to church, applies to ministry and work everywhere. If you don't get along, you cannot agree with somebody, you cannot walk together. I'm glad that Pastor Da married me and we agree with one another what we do. We don't fight. We always say amen together. In the same way, in order to fellowship, we need to agree with one another that this is a doctrine we believe. We believe in Jesus. We believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe in repentance. We believe in walking with God. Therefore, Fellowship happened in the local church that people listened to the same teaching, believing in the same doctrine, practicing the same thing, having the same vision and goal in life. Then we can eye-to-eye -eye talk and understand each other. We can walk together and we can move together. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 133, God bless, God shower His blessing and life upon the community or the home, the husband and wife and the kids that have unity. So when we agree with one another, we can fellowship. We can show love to one another in the practical way. We can help each other, encourage one another, carry each other's burden pray for one another, visit one another. When somebody gets into trouble, we can cook food and bring food to that family. When somebody has a baby, we can help that family to help the mom who just have a new baby, help one another. This is a fellowship. We share life together in the same church. We share the blessing with one another. You are blessed, I share the blessing with you. Amen? For example, I don't know, Pastor Da would be happy to hear this. For example, <laughs> I bought timeshare in Oahu, in Hawaii. I bought more than what I need so that I can bring some of the faithful members with me every year to enjoy fellowship at the Waikiki Beach. But I definitely pick and choose faithful people who have been faithful. They need to be rewarded. We want to fellowship with them when we go to Hawaii together and have fun together. This is sharing my blessing with the members in the church. We can go play tennis together and fellowship. We can go hiking together. For example, in the Thai service, every year, except last year with the pandemic, we rent two buses and we got on the bus and went to Crystal Mountain, went to here and there, and in the car we sing songs together and play game and have fellowship in the bus and have fun together in the fellowship. We, have camp meeting every year. We fellowship in the camp meeting. We have care group. Amen? So our church believes totally in fellowship. And there are two, as I mentioned to you, there are two ways of fellowship. Again, in 1 John chapter 1, verse 3, I read one more time. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us horizontal. And our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ, vertical. You spend time with God, you talk to God, you read the Bible, you worship God. A while ago, you were worshiping God, you were fellowshipping with God. You talk to God, you rejoice about God, you love God, you express your appreciation to Him. You fellowship with God in worship. That is vertical. 
but also we have horizontal and we fellowship with one another. When we fellowship with one another, people who come to our life, thank God, this is an international church. We have people of different backgrounds, of different nationalities, languages, and cultures. I like to eat certain food. You like to eat another food. So we come and mix together. Sometimes because of the different cultures, we step on each other's toes a little bit. <laughs> and we learn how to forgive. <laughs> we grow more when another person from Indonesia steps on your toes without the real purpose of stepping on your toes unknowingly. And then you, okay, I'm going to love Indonesian no matter what. You practice love in the fellowship. Amen? You grow more. If you just sit at home, you don't go to church to fellowship in a church, and you don't go to care group to fellowship in a small group, I can guarantee you will never grow. This is the way of God. God wants you to grow up through fellowship in His family. And then in that fellowship, we can love one another. We can serve one another. We can use our spiritual gift to one another. I always share this kind of story. When we come together and we stand together and talk in the care group and somebody dropped a glass of water on the ground and the glass broke, bam. Five people standing talking. I dropped on the ground. Without coming together, if you stay home, you sit at home, this is not going to happen. But when you come together, one man will say, Oh, Pastor Lau, I'm sorry. Uh, don't feel bad. Find out that he has a gift of encouragement. Another lady say, Oh, I, I run to the machine to clean up the floor for you. Oh, she has a gift of serving. Another one say, Oh, don't worry. This is money. Go to buy a new coffee cup. He has a gift of giving. Another one say, this is the way you should carry your glass so that it will not drop on the cloud. Oh, he has a gift of teaching. If you don't come together, how are you going to find your gift? You find your gift if you come to fellowship. Uh, maybe another person, may I pray for you that next time you will not drop the glass again. She has the gift of intercession, love to pray, <laughs> but never grab something to wipe, just pray. But another person grab <laughs> something to clean up the floor. That is a gift of serving. When we come together, not staying at home, we will serve, we will exercise our gift, and we can grow in the ministry. Some people may be good in singing after I drop the glass, Thank God, and start to sing to me, to comfort me. <laughs> Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, this is why God wants us to get together every Sunday, so that we can fellowship. Sunday is a short time of fellowship. We just smile, greeting each other. You tell me, oh, you have a problem. Okay, I remember your problem. I go home and I pray for you. This is why I like to ask your name, so I can pray for you by name. And we pray for one another. Maybe somebody gets into trouble, we can help. Go to your home to fix something for you. In our church, some members have problems at the house. Because of fellowship, we send a team from the church to go and fix the roof, fix something for that single mom or something like that. We fellowship, we serve one another. Our life really busy. Everyone is busy. How many people agree? Busy. We are busy. We work, we make money, we run errands, we clean the house. Oh, I see Pastor Da busy all day long. She, sometimes she clean the house until midnight. Very busy. Because of busyness of life, we need to set aside the time. We need to really say to God, I set this time. I seek the kingdom of God first. This is my priority. Like in my medical office, this patient A, Meet me at 9.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. I set schedule to meet each patient. Surgery is scheduled 7.30 to 10.30, 11 o'clock to noon. Everything scheduled in order to be organized. In the same way with fellowship. 
We need to set the time to meet God, to pray, to read the Bible. We need to set aside the time that okay, no matter how tired I am by the end of the week, I'm gonna show up in my care group. I'm gonna be there and meet my brothers and sister. This is the block time for fellowship. No one can steal it from me. I'm gonna give God first. I am organized, scheduled. And very disciplined, so that my spiritual life will be strong. And when we come to fellowship, we love one another. We show love to one another. Our unbelieving relatives or friends see the love among brother and sister, and they will see Jesus in us. The book of John, verse uh, chapter 13, say that when we love one another. People will know that we are his disciples. People will know that we are disciples not because we wear the cross or because we just walk around with the Bible. No, people know that we are his disciple when we live in love. We walk in love, not love just word I loved you. No, in practical way. Set aside the time to meet, greet one another, pray for one another, come together. Meet together, spend time together, pray for one another. My dear brother and sister, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 25, let us not give up. Okay, this is not my word. This is from the Bible. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Wow. Meet one another more as the day of the second coming of Jesus Christ is nearer and nearer to us. Amen? I know COVID-19 is definitely the scheme of the devil. Pastor Dan and I, sometimes we talk at home that we met so many new people in the church, new members, new comers. And normally we love to fellowship with people. We look at your eyes and we, in our heart we think, we want to go to a restaurant with you. We want to feed you dinner one day. We want to have you at our house to eat together. But with the COVID-19, we cannot because we need to protect each other while wearing the mask and don't eat together. It's going to be a season, but it will be over. But in our heart, we want to meet you. We want to spend time with you, getting to know each other. And we cannot at this time, but we're going to fight. At least we come to church. At least we go to care group. At least we can call or we can try every way to fellowship because we know that the day of the second coming of Jesus Christ is near. And one day we're all going to stand before Jesus Christ at the judgment seat of Christ. When he come back, our body will be resurrected, joy with our soul and spirit, and we're going to stand before him and serve him. And on that day, I don't want God to say to me, I don't want Jesus to say to me, son, I'm very disappointed with you. You bury your gift. You are able to pray for people. You are able to cook food and give to people, encourage people, sing songs. But you never go to care group. You never serve. You never go to serve anybody. You just stay home by yourself. I'm so disappointed. You're not faithful in using your talents and your gift. This is serious. I want to stand before Jesus. You know, one thing is about having all the head knowledge and go to Bible school. Really. But it's another thing. Every single day of my life, do I walk in love and faith and faithful to what God gave me to do things in my life? Jesus will not meet you at the judgment seat and say, wow, so great, you know a lot of Bible. You have five diplomas on the wall from the Bible school, great. Jesus would not say that. Jesus would say, good and faithful servant. Pastor Lau is faithful to be in the church every Sunday. I'm faithful to be in the care group every Friday. I'm faithful to fly to visit people in Virginia, visit people in Thailand every year. I want to be faithful. I don't want to skip anything. 
Fellowship is so important. God knows that we cannot live alone. We cannot grow by being alone. We need one another. That's why God say, Adam, you cannot be alone. I'm gonna create a woman for you. In the same way, we cannot be alone. Can you imagine? Think about this. If you have a boat wreck and you stuck in the island for three months without anybody there, I think you're gonna go crazy. Really? Or if you put in jail. The confinement, only one of you in a dark jail. No one talked to you for years. I think you're going to be crazy, really depressed. We need fellowship. We need one another. I need you. You need me. We need to meet. We need to talk. We need to fellowship. We should not hide ourselves from the fellowship. Amen. And that's how we grow. That's how we become strong spiritually. Another thing I want to let you understand this thing. One of the things that our enemy Satan want to do is to really destroy our spiritual life, and the best is that we will go to hell. We will not go to heaven. So the devil knows that it's so hard to tell you that Jesus is not God. It's so hard to tell you that Jesus is not good because you know the Bible. But this is his trick. He gonna talk to you this way. Ah, this Sunday you busy with football game. Just miss one Sunday is okay. Ah, oh, this coming Friday, you are so tired from work. Just miss care group this Friday. Ah, oh, next Friday, oh, you have something to do with bowling. Maybe miss care group another Friday. Okay, keep going. Oh, now COVID-19. Oh, miss church. Until 10 years from now, after COVID, it disappear. Do you know what happened? <laughs> Listen carefully, I talk as a doctor. If you don't feed your spiritual life, you don't go to worship, you don't feed yourself with spiritual food, with fellowship, with word of encouragement, I encourage you, pray for you, you encourage me, you pray for me, we impart to one another, inject to one another the good things, the vaccine. And we, what happened, will be weaker, weaker, weaker. This is a scheme of the enemy. If you stay home, for example, if COVID lasts another five years, by the end of five years, you're going to be so weak spiritually that he just use his finger, boom, you die. And you're going to leave Christianity and you will go to hell. And not only that, you will be so weak in your faith that sickness starts to attack you. Demons start to attack you. Financial problems are going to attack you. And you will be defeated. This is why I like what Jesus said in the book of Matthew 6.25. I did not give this to the PowerPoint team. I just added last night. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, about your body, what you will wear. is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes. So what God tried to say is this, your spiritual life is more important than anything else. You need to take care of your spiritual life. 3 John 2 say, when your spirit is strong, the rest will be strong. Amen? That's why I never quit church. I never quit care group. I never quit reading the Bible. I need to maintain my spiritual life. My spiritual life is the most important thing. If my spiritual life is strong, then the rest will come. I will be a good husband. I will be a good dad and good grandpa. And my business will do well. My patient will do well. God will bless the work of my hand. My patient will recover, no complication. And money will come in, and everywhere you might go, I will be blessed because my spiritual life is so strong inside me. And how can I be strong if I miss church for 10 years? If I don't go to church for five years? If I don't go to care group? I just sit at home. This is a scheme of the enemy. COVID-19 is the work of the enemy to scare many Christians to run away from fellowship and worshiping God and feeding their own spiritual life and not serving God anymore. Stop serving the Lord. 
No more serving the Lord. Just sit at home, looking at the ceiling and uh, COVID. Uh. Can you imagine people walk in Costco? I walk in the hospital with mask on. So far, almost one year, I'm still fine. Why we have to be worried too much? Amen. Fellowship is essential to preserve your spirit. To build your spirit up. That's why the early church Christian, Acts chapter 2, verse 42. I told the membership class yesterday that New Hope International Church want to be book of Acts church. Acts 2, 42. And they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, mean teaching, and staying home, watching TV, relaxing, put the feet on the couch. Is that right? No. The apostle doctrine, they devoted themselves. They continued steadfastly and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. My brother and sister, we need to take fellowship with God and take fellowship with one another seriously. Don't listen to the devil who scare you and say, oh, we need to take a break for two years. Because of COVID-19. Can you imagine people in Acts chapter 2, when they met each other, they did not meet COVID-19. They meet the cross, the jail, the Colosseum, the lion. Because they're Christians. They would be killed, arrested by the Roman government and by the Pharisees, and then get crucified, put in the Colosseum and killed by lion. But did they meet? They did. To me, when I compare to the book of Acts, COVID-19 is nothing. Seriously. Because we have the way to fight it. Wearing masks, wash hands, distancing, don't eat together, just stay away from producing aerosol. We still can meet each other. Nothing compared to Coliseum, lions, jail, prison. Nothing. No excuses. To not fellowship and not go to church. If you're mad at me, I'm sorry. I am the pastor and teacher and apostle. I need to speak the truth. If I don't speak the truth, the devil is going to win. It's a time to come back to church. It's a time to go back to care group. To fellowship. If this drag on another five years... Are you going to be like that another five years? I cannot. Because I'm going to stand before Jesus. And Jesus may come back tomorrow. Who knows? Is that right? So when we come to fellowship, we encourage one another. We share blessing about what God did for us. We also share about what we learned from the Bible. We pray for one another. We give to one another. We bless one another. When people get into trouble, we can help each other. We can learn valuable lessons from one another. Every time I come to care group on Friday, I learn so many things from my brother and sister. They share about their testimony. Wow. Oh, yesterday we have the membership class. We fellowship a little bit before the class. I listen to all the testimony of Neil, of Usadin, and I listen to testimony, and my tears come out. I was so encouraged. So good to hear, to build my faith up. It's so wonderful to be together, to really help one another, to encourage one another. Do you know that there are 27 times of the phrase one another and each other in the Bible? 27 times. One another and each other. What does it mean? God say, you need to do something together. Pray for one another. Encourage one another, exhort one another, help one another, serve one another, whatever, one another, each other, carry each other's burden, give to one another. This is all about fellowship. We have to be careful. There are three kinds of fellowship we don't want to get involved. The two kinds, fellowship with God and fellowship with brother and sister in the church, we must do. We must do. But this fellowship we should not do. Number one, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 20, rather that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, 
They sacrifice to demons and not to God. And I do not want you to have fellowship with demons. Don't fellowship with demons, with evil spirit. If you watch pornography, you walk into the gambling place, or you get involved in a nightclub with some kind of weird stuff, you fellowship with demons there. Don't fellowship with demons. Number two, Ephesians chapter 5 verse 11, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Don't get involved with people. Don't fellowship with people who walk in darkness. Corruption, cheating, uh, any kind of darkness, don't get involved. Don't fellowship in darkness. Three, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 to 16. Your close friend should be a very devout Christian. You can relate to non-believers or to people who don't love God at all. But the person who influences you the most, your closest friend, must be born again, committed, mature Christians. 2 Corinthians 6, 14 to 16. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial, with false gods? What does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of God. Three things. One, don't fellowship with demons. Two, don't fellowship with bad people, evil people. You have to stay away in the school or workplace. Three, Make sure your close friend is not unbeliever. Yes, you reach out to unbeliever. I reach out to doctor's friend and nurse and patients, but I am not close to them. I fellowship with only believers, spend time, eat together, or go out to hike together or something. I fellowship with strong believer. I pray all the time for single in this church for the young people like Joseph, like Alex, Huang. I pray for young people in this house that you, you will meet a very godly spouse because you need to fellowship with a godly spouse. Amen? You can serve God together, walk together in the same direction. I and Pastor Da pray for the single in the church a lot. We want to make sure you marry the right people. Amen? Hallelujah. Why we fellowship? I noticed one thing. I become a more mature man after I get married and have kids because I have responsibility to take care of Pasadena. And also, I start to be a good example to my kids. I cannot be goofed off because my kids watch me. What is my dad doing? So if i goofy, my kids see it, they will not believe in God, number one. They will backslide. Two, they will not be a good citizen because I set good example to them. In the same way, why God say you need to fellowship with one another? Because number one, not only that we fellowship and we can build each other up love one another, support one another, pray for one another, show love to one another. But the last thing is that when we fellowship, we have accountability. And that keeps you in shape. I want to thank New Hope International Church to keep me in shape to today. If I'm not in this church, I'm not a pastor or don't serve, fully devoted to the church, I may be goofed off. I may divorce. I may get into trouble. But because I'm here, about 500 eyes looking at me. <laughs> I cannot do bad things. That's why we need each other. That's why husband, we need to fellowship so that we keep our eyes on each other. Wife, 
you should be close to each other. Keep your eyes on each other. That ah, be a good wife, be a good husband. Fellowship to stay on the course. If you are alone, <laughs> the devil can attack you. Let me end the story with the movie. The movie called The Gray, G R E Y. What is the name of the movie star? Nielsen. Okay, this movie, a plane flying through Alaska area. This is a true story, and the plane crash. Maybe about 12 people survived in that plane crash in the middle of the very remote place. All snow, no house around there. They came out from the plane. The first thing they did, they get the torch, the light, right away, and they saw many, many eyes of wolf, hundreds of wolf. They see the eyes of wolf. They all come together and have the torch in them because the wolf are afraid of fire. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. We need the fire in the church so that demon cannot attack us. Amen. We need the Holy Spirit. And in this story, one by one get killed, and how they get killed by the wolf. When they walk together, twelve people. One person say, "My bladder is full. I'm going to go to the tree to pee." The wolf kill. And every time a person walk out from the group, they get killed. When they stay together, the wolf dare not come in. They just go together with the torch. No one get killed. But anybody left the group, bam. Get killed, and eventually everyone died except Liam, and he was alone, and eventually he got killed too. This story tells us that you cannot be alone. The wolves, the lions, the cobra look for you to be alone at home, and he can attack you. We need to be in the church. We need to be together. We need to be in the fellowship to be safe to the end until Jesus come back. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There is another movie. Give me two more minutes. I should show that movie. Maybe next Sunday. Maybe next time. There's a movie. This is a real story. They videotape that a. Group of cows walk together with little cows, little one. They walk together, and then one little cow kind of go backward, delay, could not follow the mom soon enough. The tiger came. The tiger tried to drag that little cow, drag into the water. Then crocodile come up and try to bite the that little cow. This is true movie. This happened in Africa, and all this cow. Look back and say, "Wow, my son, there, getting killed." All of them come back <laughs> with the, with the horn. They all came back and mm, just hit the the tigers and the crocodile, and that little cow was saved. Very good movie. It's in the YouTube. We need one another. Don't be loner, Christian. Don't just stay home by yourself. You are deceived by the devil to stay home and get away from the community of God. It's dangerous to be alone. You need to be in the fellowship. Amen. Are you mad at me? Do you know that I share this because I love you? It's in the Bible. What I share, Father, we thank you so much for warning us, Lord, in this time of pandemic. That many believers forget about the importance of being inside the family of God, to be committed, to serve, and to be in the fellowship, fellowshipping with you and fellowship with one another, Lord. We thank you so much, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you give us the idea of having home group, care group, small group, that we can come together. And protect one another, Father. We thank you, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Should we sing one song together? Let's stand up and sing one song. Again, worship is the way to victory. 
This is the way I worship God. Every time I worship God, I don't just sing song. Every time I worship God, I think about Second Chronicles chapter 20. Jehoshaphat, God fight the battle for him with worship. So whatever is in my life that attacking me, I believe God gonna fight for me. Sometimes I worship the sickness suddenly gone, like that. God fight for me. You worship by faith. The faith of the victory from God. Don't worship as rituals. Don't worship as just ceremony. No, worship by faith and believe that heaven is open and come down to fight the battle for you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.